Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for who you are and for what you've done, not only for me, but the, for the lives of countless numbers of people. You are the creator. You are the one who has given us life and you are the one who deserves all of the glory. Welcome to Cross Discourse, where music, culture, and life are discussed across the media spectrum weekly to help you live a godly life. Cross Discourse, Christ is Culture. Praise. Praise. And when, and when we, we 
everybody it's your boy anonymous coming to you with another episode of cross discourse wasn't that an amazing song an amazing rendition of amazing grace so listen i i I just had to play that song because when i listened to it i said oh my goodness those are amazing group of fellas that just put it down in a lot of different ways use a lot of different cultures if you didn't know that was spanish uh that was a little bit intertwined in there uh, i actually found that clip on youtube uh those gentlemen uh were a lot of different ethnic backgrounds uh and the bass just started it off really really amazing and then it was followed through with a lot of different styles and i i just was overblown and i was like i gotta put that on and I wanted to do something a little bit different and put the music first before we got into the story, just so you can kind of like get into it a little bit more. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like uh, some people have complained or, or said a few things about having the music kind of interrupt the discussion. So I wanted to make sure, uh, see how, if you like this a little bit better. Uh, if you don't, let me know. If you do, email me again at crossdiscourse at gmail.com anonymous let me know whether or not you like it first or in the middle or, or at the end or whatever so let's get into it today's message actually is a little bit about amazing grace um and and i want you to just think about 
what it was that made you decide to follow Christ in your life? Hmm. What made you decide to follow Christ in your life? And when you think about that, I want you to think about the the sacrifices or the things you had to change in your life to get right. I mean, not that that's going to get you into heaven because we know what the gospel says. We know that you must believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins that and that he is the only way to God, the only way to heaven, right? You have to believe that. But think about what you wanted to do to change your life and to get right. And then I want you to just think about this quote that's some, that I read uh, while I was on the internet, while I was on social media. I can't remember exactly where I was when I heard it, but I want you to just think about this quote as I read it to you. And it goes like this. The Bible isn't the word of God. It is a human interpretation of God's words that has been edited and rewritten numerous times to serve mankind's agenda. I actually pulled that from a, as a quote of something that someone had said and that thousands of people agreed with online. And it made me think about some of the people I grew up with in high school that started, you know, talking about these other books of the Bible, the Gospel of Epoch, the Gospel of Thomas, and how there were certain things that were just missing in the Bible so that mankind can control mindless, mind you, we're mindless, mindless peons to get them to do their bidding. And I was like, wow, that is in direct contrast to what it says in the Bible. And let me just read this one verse to you um, in 2 Timothy 3.16. And I'm going to read the New International Version, and I'm going to get back to it in another version in a little bit. But I really, really like the New International Version of 2 Timothy 3.16. It says, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. And my friends, that is what I want to talk to you about today. I want to talk to you about making sure that we're able to teach the word of God, that we're able to rebuke one another when we sin and that we're able to correct one another when we sin and that we're able to train new Christians in the word of God because we're, there are so many people out there that are spewing hatred like that. And, um, you know, I believe that this came across when I was just doing my research, um, just looking up different topics and things to talk about. And I believe there's a situation in Oklahoma where a young girl was expelled from school due to expressing her love of another girl. She felt like she told the girl she had a crush on her. And all of a sudden, you know, they pulled the mother in and the mother said, hey, I think it's great. You know, I don't have any problem with uh, same sex relationships and things of that nature. And then they expelled the young girl. I'm not here to debate whether or not they should have been able to do that. But I will say that they are a private school and the law state that they're able to do that. Um, and, you know, many, many lawyers have already come in and expressed their opinion uh, about the situation, according to the stories that I read and everything. So, you know, that's that, you know. But we also know that the law sometimes isn't 
or goes right against the word of God. But I'm not saying one way or the other whether or not this school was right. Well, actually, you know, I will. I will because I think some of you listeners think that I'm not strong enough in my opinion. Listen, the school had every right to expel the young girl. I, I think there are nuances. I don't know the entirety of the story, um, but I do know that if you are directly contradicting the word of God, the Bible tells me I shouldn't be involved with you or interacting with you in a certain way, right? I believe that. So I'm not going to go any further with, you know, just in case. But, you know, if you want to discuss it, you feel free to email me, crossdiscourse cross at gmail.com. I'm always willing to listen to your opinion. And if I am wrong, if I am wrong, then you can email me and we can just, I will email you back and we can have this discussion. Listen, use some Bible verses. But I wanted to pick up that Bible verse because I think, there's a lot in Second Timothy that um, I may um, need to just talk about, and that is this. I'm going to actually read the English Standard Version uh, of Second Timothy three, um, just because I think it reads a little bit better. Um, I like sixteen in the New International Version, but I'll read the the whole thing uh, in the English Standard Version. And it starts like this: uh, But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power avoid such people for among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women burdened with sins and led astray by various passions always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth just as Giannis and Yambras opposed Moses so these men also opposed the truth men corrupted in mind and disqualified regarding the faith but they will not get very far for their folly will be plain to all as was that of those two men you however have followed my teaching my conduct my aim in life my faith my patience my love my steadfastness my persecutions and sufferings that happened to me at Antioch at Iconium and at Lystra which persecutions I endured, yet from them all the Lord rescued me. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil people and impostors will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it. And how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. 
And I don't know how long this episode is going to be of Cross Discourse, but I will say this. I will say that we need to study this particular part of passage. I mean, passage of the scripture, because it let it, it just leads us into so much. Are we living in the last days? Do you know people who are lovers of self, even Christians, lovers of money, who are proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy? Listen, just in that verse alone, lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy. I have come across numerous news articles on TV, on the Internet about people who are all of those things. In fact, there is a story that was greatly troubling that I heard on one of the uh, Christian gospel news stations here, radio stations here where I live in, in the Baltimore area that talked about a young girl who was uh, pepper sprayed by the police because the mom called the police on her because she was abusive. She was disobedient. And then the Christian radio station proceeded to condemn all who were involved, the mother, the police, everybody. But this is coming from the Bible itself. Understand this, in the last days, there will come times of difficulty. There will be people who are disobedient to their parents. What about heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good? Yes, we know people like that. We know people who are only out there for the money. I know Christians who are talking about getting that bag. Who are talking about making money. And, and understand this, I don't think making money is a bad thing. But if that's their focus, <laughs> maybe they're not Christian. People who are treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And I will tell you this, my friends, that is one of the things I struggle with. I struggle with trying to find pleasure in the things that happen on earth instead of finding pleasure in God. That's my sin and I'm working on it. But believe this, this is saying that we are living in the last days. That's what it's telling me. Maybe you get a different opinion or a different view from this verse or from these five verses so far. Having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. I hear and see a lot of that in churches. How many times are you listening to those preachers preach and they're talking about the goodness of God and they're talking about the love of God, but they're denying his power. They're denying the fact that there are going to be some people who don't agree with God and who think that the things that they do on earth are acceptable and God isn't going to punish them. Because they love them some God. They appear to be godly, but they are denying his power. And the next three words are so important. Avoid such people. I told you. I told you. I told you. There are going to be people. I go back to this quote. There are going to be people that are fighting the Bible. They're going to tell you straight up. It's not the word of God. In fact, I knew someone who went to a seminary or he went to a Bible school and he was taught, he literally heard from preachers of the Bible themselves that they did not think that it was real, that they looked at it as literature, as a story, and they you know, delved into it that way. 
teachers of the Bible are believing this crap. And people who don't even get into the Bible are spewing out. I'm not going to call it nonsense because this is what they believe, but they're spewing out hateful words, fighting words. If you ask me, fighting words, the Bible isn't the word of God. It is a human interpretation of God's words that has been edited and rewritten numerous times to serve mankind's agenda. I've heard that before. So how do we fight back? How do we fight back? We have to look at the Bible itself and we have to understand that the Bible tells us we need to be in it. Because all scripture is breathed out by God, or as my I like to say, is God breathed and profitable or useful for teaching, reproof, correction, and training in righteousness. Excuse me, righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. We got to be able to fight this, people. We got to be able to get out there. We got to be able to argue the word of God. Ravi Zacharias is one of the uh, most popular, um, what do you call, one of the most popular uh, defenders of the faith. He passed away uh, not too long ago. And, um, you know, after he died, there were some allegations. You know, that's not what I'm arguing. But this man was really powerful in the way he was able to defend the faith. He was very, very good, and he could only be that good if he wasn't in the Bible. We need to study it. Not all of us are going to be the best apologists in the world, but when we live our life right, when we live our life the way we're supposed to be, when we follow the example set by the apostles, when we follow the example set by godly men and women in this world, we can combat this. We can live our lives to bring glory to God and show other people what it means to truly understand the word of God. And this is the last thing I say. So this is going to be a short, um, a short uh, message. It's only 22, 23 minutes long. But think about this. Think about this. Have you ever had a toy? When you were growing up, have you ever had a TV? You're listening to this on some device, maybe your phone, maybe your computer or, or whatever. But have you ever had something that was given to you that came with no instructions? Have you ever had someone give you something that came with no instructions? I'm sure you have. Right. Whether it's a toy, a phone or uh, some type of device or, or anything in life. Did you fully understand or recognize the potential of that one thing? No, you can't unless you play around with it and learn it and understand it and uh, just constantly study it. And even then, you might not know everything because you were not the creator. You were not the creator. And have you ever had an opportunity to create something, whether it's a song or a poem or a book? Have you ever created something? Right. And when you created it, you knew every nuance of that thing. You knew everything inside of it. 
I've written a poem before. I've, I've written a story before. And I can tell you, people who have read that short story or people who have read that story will come back with lots of things that were in it, but they'll miss so many different nuances. This is why it's so hard for me to complete my book, because when I when I wrote this book and I gave it to editors and they came back at different things, you're missing this. You're missing the point. And they get it. And then I keep going. And there are some things that I do want to change with it. But people are going to miss the point. You miss the point when you receive something from someone else without instructions. Now, why would a God create you? Why would a God make you and not give you instructions on how to fully, fully live out your purpose? Answer me that. And so I'm hearing, I'm struggling with a lot of this stuff going on in, in, in our country and, and in this world. And to be perfectly honest, people are spewing out this thing, my truth, your truth, this truth, that truth. There can only be one truth. There can only be one truth. When you look up the definition of truth. It says this, and I'm looking at Merriam-Webster. It says the body of real things, events, and facts, actuality, the state of being the case, a judgment, proposition, or idea that is true or accepted as true. That is not complete. People have used the term and, 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 and argued this idea that they have a truth, something that they believe. And that's fine. If you want to live your truth, that's fine. I'm going to give you God's truth. I'm going to tell you what God says, and I'm going to leave it right there. And I am going to live God's truth, not my truth. My truth will have me all messed up in a lot of different ways. And this is why it is so important for us to look at the instructions. Men, you guys that are listening to this, <laughs> trust me, I know when I put things together, uh, people, you know, my mother, my wife or whomever that I'm putting it together for saying, did you read the directions? I ain't reading the directions because I know what it does. But a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times I'm missing something. Uh, where does that go? You don't need to know where that piece goes. Uh, it, we don't need it. Right. Because I didn't recognize the true potential of that creation. I didn't recognize it. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, God has created us and he's giving us an instruction manual. And that, my friends, is the Bible. If you want to know more about the history of the Bible, I suggest you take a, a class. Um, you'll hear you'll hear phrases from a lot of different people who are anti-Christian talk about things like the Nicene Conference, the Nicene Council, talk about they ripped out pages of the Bible or or they did this and that. And, you know, you know, because it was contradictory to what they wanted to brainwash you as. Listen, guys. The Bible tells us exactly what God wants us to know. 
And there are other things. Like if you look at that that scripture that I just read in Second in, in Timothy uh, three, it says um, it says uh, it talks about these two people, Giannis and Yambris. It talks about Giannis and Yambris. What verse was that? I can't remember. Uh, it's verse eight. Now Giannis and Yambris resisted Moses. So do the, the so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds disapprove concerning the faith. And Giannis and Yambris uh, were two magicians. They were under the employ of the 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 uh, Pharaoh in the old times, and they were able to do magic. They were followers of faith, but the Bible teaches us about them, but you don't hear their names in the Old Testament scripture. They mention it in the New Testament. So these people in the Nicene Conference and everything, they had to follow, they knew the history and they followed everything, and they finally got through, got to uh, uh, the truth. So it's also important not just to read your Bible, but to know your history, ladies and gentlemen. So I encourage you to read 2 Timothy chapter 3, 1 through 17, study it, and get back to me with the questions. I'm anonymous, cross discourse at gmail.com. Take care, family. Thank you.